Next up, Sky High. This week we're talking all things the 2005 superhero flick Sky High. Theme song guy. On this podcast, we let it go. Because Hakuna Matata and the bare necessities will always be our guide to infinity and beyond. All it takes is faith, trust, and a little bit of pixie dust. We know that life is better under the sea. Because on this podcast, we do Disney. Hi there! I'm your hostess with the mostest, Kelly Meehan, and welcome to Doing Disney. Today I'm joined by my extra special guest, one Mr. Payson Johnson. Payson, thank you for joining me today. Uh, thank you so much, Kelly. I realized I was doing like these big facial expressions. I was like, oh, right, we're just recording. <laughs> the joys of audio only. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Start at the beginning. Sky High, released in 2005, directed by Mike Mitchell, starring Michael and Garano as Will. Daniel Panabaker as Layla, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Gwen, Kelly Preston as Jetstream, and Kurt Russell as the Commander. The story focuses on Will Stronghold, the child of famous superheroes the Commander and Jetstream, but has yet to develop any superpowers of his own. He begins to attend Sky High, an academy floating in the sky that siphons students into either heroes or sidekicks. Will and his friends in the sidekick class are confronted by school bad guy Warren Peace, leading Will to find out he has super strength when he goes to defend them. After this development, he is transferred to hero class, where he catches the eye of senior Gwen Grayson. Gwen begins to manipulate Will in staying away from his friends, and at the homecoming dance, reveals herself to be Royal Payne, the first adversary Will's parents faced off against. In their previous battle, Royal Payne was reverted back to being a baby, and has been biding her time for a new grand plan, to reduce all the students to infants and raise an army of supervillains. She's thwarted by Will and his friends, and Sky High is saved. Tale as old as time. So, Payson, how'd you first come to watch Sky High? Yeah, I uh, I watched Sky High, I believe I remember going to the theatre when it first came out. Uh, I was around, like, I was born at the end of 97, so I was, like, 7 in 2005. And when I saw it, I just really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a big, like, Hollywood video rental. Uh, like, that was our video store chain uh, when I was growing up, and I would rent that movie a ton as a kid. And it, it's funny, because, like, I watch it so much, I would watch it. It was obviously reruns on Disney Channel. And then, like, I kind of grew up, and I kind of, like, fell out of it. And just something in my mind was just like, okay, yeah, that was probably just, like, a dumb, fun movie. And then I watched it more as an adult, and I was like, no, this movie is better than, like, people gave it credit for at the time. Like, this is a great movie. I'm sorry. I absolutely agree. Like, this is when I remember being recommended by my cousin. So mm. it's, I rented, I didn't get to see it in theatre, but I rented it on DVD, um, probably within about six months of release. So yeah, 2005, 2006-ish, definitely around that time. And I've just always loved it. It's yeah. around the time I'm really getting into, like, Justice League, Teen Titans. Like, I love my superhero shows, starting to enjoy comics more. So it's the first time I've been able to see the superhero tropes turned on its head or not so much from an existing franchise, which was great to see. And it's also coming off the heels of The Incredibles and a little bit yeah. guiding that rave of alternate superhero origins mm. and stories and whatnot yeah. so to see teen superheroes in a school was really cool like and i've always i agree i think this is an underrated gem of a field that no one talks about and i think it's amazing no 100 percent. i was right there with you like my favorite shows as a kid were teen titans batman the animated series justice league and just the idea of being like it's a world where superheroes exist but we're focusing on the people that don't quite know how to control their powers yet and you're yes. watching that 
And just like knowing that, like, and maybe we'll get into this, knowing that Disney wanted to make this a franchise, but because it wasn't like ginormous, they just sort of scrapped that. It is kind of like sad to think like, oh man, what could have been? I absolutely, I didn't know that because my thoughts have always been like, why was this not a thing? Why did this not branch off to a TV series? Because it's it's right for the picking to be a TV series on Disney Channel. So from what I gather, um, because okay, so if you look at it, it it had a budget of thirty five million. It made around eighty six million, which taking marketing cost in like it made its money back. But um, as much as I love Disney, one of the unfortunate things is it's either. Uh, it may either makes a billion dollars or they don't really want much to do with it. And they just all saw that and they were like, we have other things that it, uh, I just think like what could have been. It's my favorite part because you'll see. Payson, what's your favorite scene from the film? <sighs> so I, can I, can I, can I, can I, talk, can I, can I get to? Absolutely. Or, can pick two. Okay. There are two that for me sort of have like different tones. I think the best scene in the movie, and it's kind of a smaller one, it's definitely a quieter one, it's when Layla goes to the paper lantern, and mm-hmm. she kind of gets stood up by Will, and there you see War and Peace just working his normal job. And I love this scene so much, because throughout this movie, up till this point, we saw War as, like, the scariest, like, kind of, like, basic, like, bully character in a way, like, he just stood as, like, a foil for Will, and just sort of seeing him now is just, like, he doesn't really have, like, his guard up at this point. I just think it's, like, really unique. Like, like one of my favorite lines in this is um, when he's like, hey, hey, want me to heat that up for you? And she's like, oh, you're not supposed to use your powers outside of school. And he's like, I was really just going to take it back to the microwave. And just seeing him <laughs> sort of have, like, fun with her, it's like, oh, that's really cute. And then, like, I love where, like, she's explaining how her and Will first met. It's like, yeah, you know, he was having issues with lima beans and I use my powers and we've been friends ever since. And he's like, so did you fall in love with them before then? Or was this after? She's like, I'm not in love with Will. Is it that obvious? I, I just love that, that like dynamic so, so much. <laughs> and then of course, when Warren's just like, well, you know, uh, I forget the exact quote, but like unrequited love is the biggest pain of the heart. She's like, wow, that's deep. And your lucky numbers are, I just, I think that scene is just really, really perfect. And a really sweet scene that has a ton of heart to it. Oh, I absolutely agree. I think this is one of the standouts. I actually always feel like this is where the movie changes. I know it's supposed to be where the scene in the cafeteria with Will getting his powers and now everything's different. I don't think so. I think this is the scene because we see Will falling down as the hero, choosing to spend time with Gwen over Layla Warren. And as you said, this is where we get to see Warren become a more rounded character. We see Layla's disappointment. Like, I think this really harkens the change of tone in the film for the rest of the movie going forward. So, yeah. No, yeah, 100%. Like you said, as Will is, like, sort of, like, falling down a rabbit hole, sort of, like, oh, like, it seems like he's much more, he wants to be the popular guy. Like, everything he Mm -hmm. said that he was against, he's sort of starting to fall in. And then as you see that, we're also seeing... Or as a good guy, but um, the other scene I really want to talk about, to me, the most fun scene, which is so tough because I have so much fun watching this movie. Um, I think the the just the the hero sidekick sorting comes very close, but the most fun scene in this movie is the save the citizen scene. I right, think, let's like, talk about it. It it has stakes to it. You have Will and Warren forming an uneasy alliance at this point. You have Lash and Speed, arguably at their most um, 
most jerkish, if you will. Um, <laughs> yes. I had to save myself there. I had to save myself there. Um, and just um, just how Will and Ward just slowly start to work together. Uh, speed just coming around, just like slapping Will. Will punching the ground. And you see those like cool mid-2000s effects. I'm so in. Um, War and like Lash ju- trying to grab Warman, just flaming it. Watching Coach Boomer up at the top <laughs> like, as the citizens falling down, and Lash is like, "Hey, is that allowed?" And Coach Boomer's like, <laughs> like, "And you know that Boomer has wanted to watch these two lose for so long, and is so happy with what's and... happening." Yeah. yeah, no, I I love this scene so much. It's also the first time we're really getting to see like people let loose with their powers a lot, yeah. which is great to see and actually work as a team and what it would be like in a real world situation. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of moves you would pull off and those we like those um superhero gambits that they would try and play, you know, like in the comics, like team up moves and whatnot. Well, yeah. Or when even even speed runs around Warren to like suck out all the oxygen. That's a very like flash move, you it's know. For real, yeah. No, and, like, that that's, like, if we were to have gotten sequels, I wish we could have seen more of just, like, them, like, learning their powers in a classroom environment because I think that's just so, so cool and such a really cool um, idea. Absolutely. The other one you touched on is one of my favorites is the hero sorting scene. That's definitely one that always sticks out to me. It's great. Um, We have even just the trope of heroes and sidekicks because that's something I've never seen addressed before about how that happens. You always wonder, like, I guess you know Batman adopts Robin, but other people that have their sidekicks and whatnot, it's interesting to think that this is like it all gets filtered out here and you get on the track set for life. So it's always, and that's how cliques are formed and whatnot. So to see your value being placed on your powers here is always really interesting. And I love Layla's dance. She's like, I'm not really into labels. I'm not going to show my power unless it's called for sidekick. (laughs) No, it's so funny. And like, it really sets up like the message of this movie of like, because that's my favorite thing is like the, the characters that are placed as sidekicks, like they still say as sidekicks, but the movie is trying to say, but that's not a bad thing. Like, they still have equal value, and that's what I think is incredible about this movie. Absolutely. And then the scene following that I really love is um, it's not sidekicks, it's hero support. Yeah, hero, hero support, support. class. <laughs> Mr. Boy. Uh, Mr. Boy, Dave Foley kills it in this movie. So good, so good. But we get to favourite characters, we'll touch on it, because the whole teaching support stuff I think is amazing in this film, the actors they got for it. Mm. But even the first day hero support and he's like i was for all american boy because blue really makes my eyes pop (laughs) (laughs) but we get that um i love a good movie montage and this one is a great one of them learning what it is with the the rope and the changing the costumes quickly and just all those little practical things you don't think of that superheroes go through that you know you have to have training for that so i think it's well done no, yeah, this movie has two really incredible montages, and I think they use them very, very well. Are there any other scenes that stick out to you that you want to touch on briefly? Ooh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really love the way how... I think when you fully see what Layla's powers are, and you see, like... She could absolutely be a hero in her own right if she wanted to. And just the payoff of seeing that is incredible because, like, Penny is such a bully throughout the oh, whole yeah. movie. And finally seeing Layla just let loose is incredible. 
with her plant powers. That whole ending scene is oh yeah. The school falling out the sky and those stakes and everything. They play it really well. No, for real. You ain't never had a friend like me. So, Payson, who's your favourite character from the film? I mean, this film has such a wide variety of characters. This one is a hard one. Some some movies it's very easy. It comes down to maybe like a main two to four. But this Mm. film really has a great variety and wide cast of characters. Who sticks out to you? There are so many characters I love. Um, I was literally thinking at work, who did I want to talk about? Um, I think if I was to say who I think is the best, like, I love Warren and Layla's arc. Like, I think Warren and Layla probably have, like, the strongest arc as a character of just, like, where they start out with Warren being, like, oh, just your standard bully, and then him, like, forming into the group realizing like you know maybe i don't have to try and be like super cool and tough all the time maybe i can side with one of my favorite word moments is when he agrees to go to the prom with layla and he's like you know i'm not gonna lie i think school dances are really stupid but if it helps will feel bad i'm so in it's like oh that's so good and of course layla like daniel panabaker is so sweet in this movie just like she clearly is in love with Will, and Will's so dumb for not realizing it, and just how the movie goes on. I I love her, but like I think my absolute favorite character, nerdy characters always like stick with me, and yeah. you might you might think I'm gonna go with Ethan, but okay. more, even more than nerdy characters, my favorite dynamic of characters are the characters that think they're super cool but are super dweeby, but you cannot help but love. Zach is hands down my favorite character. Um, I call dibs on Zach Attack. <laughs> Zach Attack, just when he first, he, he comes up to uh, to power placement and he and he's like, Coach Weaver's like, I don't think I asked you. It's like, all right, well, I'm here. Try not to drop your clipboard. Uh, I'm doing it. Now. <laughs> I'm glowing. It'll be pretty good if we uh, turn the lights on. I love Zach so, so much. <laughs> Just him and Magenta at the dance at the end. Like, hey, want to dance? No, uh, me neither. It's so good. <laughs> I think all the kids are quite charming in their unique yes. way. But Zach makes me actually laugh. And that's a character we see a lot in children's TV, especially Disney Channel shows. But that very over-the-top mid-2000s, you know, with the visor, with the neon glow, yeah. with the, the lingo. But I think it's just played to the line and doesn't mm. go over it. And he still has a lot of heart. He has a lot of soul. There's like an actual character there rather than just characteristics, so to say. And who would have thought like Nicholas Braun would have gone on to do like succession and things like that? Who no, would have known? No, like <laughs> last year when I saw Zola, and it's like, man, he has always been great at playing these like stupid, like clueless <laughs> characters. And I, I love him so much. Like, good for Nicholas Braun for still keeping at it. But yeah, Zach's one that he's got like a lot of the best lines. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> so, the Zach attack just kills me and I'm doing it. <laughs> All the motions and everything. He's, he's great. Um, we got to touch on Kurt Russell as the commander. Yeah. Kurt Russell is genius casting in this role. And in some way he brings a lot of gravity or like he grounds the film a lot. I think you did need a more prestigious actor 
in this film, in this role, and Kurt Russell just might be the most one of the most charismatic actors to ever be put on screen. So what he brings to it is just fantastic. When he contemplates throwing Will into toxic waste, and he's just pulling <laughs> those cases. Or when he fakes out about being angry about the powers, or um, yeah. when he's making a tuna fish sandwich and he just starts like flumped out and is spitting <laughs> and breaks the phone and they've got the drawer of phones because he keeps breaking them. That is one of my favorite visual bits. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, Kurt Russell is the commander, and, and Kelly Preston is Jetstream as well. But she's just a little bit more the typical mum role. I think there's a lot more um, interactions with Will and the commander, that and that father son bonding. I just wanted him to feel like it was to save the world once. You know, mm. there's a lot of that proto Superman vibe to him. He's even got like the Clark Kent uh, little hair swirl moment and everything. So cool. What are your thoughts on Kurt Russell? Yeah, so I want to say this was my first time seeing Kurt Russell in a movie. Um, and no, I think he is so funny. And just even as a kid, I was like, man, that is an actor right there that just carries like this power with him. Like he looks like a superhero. And that's what I think helps his case so much. Um, just I just love how like, he doesn't want to, like, show his disappointment in Will when he becomes a sidekick, but you can clearly tell that he's so, so sad and so mad that, like, why isn't he my perfect son? Why can't he be the perfect hero? And I just, there's there's something so, like, sadly funny about that. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think Kurt Russell was such perfect casting as, um as like your number one hero, as the commander. Yeah, because he is playing that Superman. So everything for him has just been effortless this whole time. You know, mm. so to see Will having struggles and whatnot, it's something he maybe can't relate to or didn't see coming and it's just taken that family back a bit. So I think that parental dynamic. And what I really like about this film in general is that they play a lot of real life dynamics. It's that parent does parent son struggle, um, teens and cliques, I think is really true. Yeah, um, having one of your friends go off and be with a different group, possibly a more popular group and leave you behind. I think that's incredibly resonates with me. So the way that they are using superheroes, but still grounding it in real life situations is where I think they really hit the balance with this film and why I'm just so surprised it wasn't a bigger hit. <laughs> No, yeah, that is definitely, like, the thing that resonates the most, even, like, especially as I've gotten older. Like, I still love the superheroes, so, like, that's still so much fun, but, like, the human element is what I gravitate, uh, gravitate to the most as I've uh, grown up. Uh, let's talk about Will as a late character. What are your thoughts on Will? Yeah, Will, um, Will is not my absolute favorite character in this movie, but he's a solid main character, and, like, it's it's just a solid struggle of, like, wanting to live up to your parents' success, wanting to live up to your legacy, real like having the fear that you're not going to be able to. And just and then when you uh do finally get that ability, when you do uh get that opportunity, the ego comes to you. Like Will Will at the end of the day is it's it's tough to remember because like the actors don't look at but he's 15. Like he's 15 and he's gonna make some mistakes um with with who he becomes friends with especially when senior mary elizabeth winstead says he has a crush on you like yeah <laughs> you can understand but then like at the end like it, it is nice to see like one of my favorite moments is when 
he fi- he realizes that Gwen has been like really awful to Layla and finally saying like, hey, look, I'm drawing the line here. You don't get to do that. And then just seeing him realize like, oh, being a hero is not necessarily about having powers. Being a hero is about being a good person. And I think that's really, really incredible and a really good message. Absolutely. I, I agree. It's 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 a good lead. It's not a standout because you get to be surrounded by a lot of zany characters. So everything's happening around him. But he still is really good at pushing the story forward. And as I said, it, it's it, the pressure of not having your superpowers and then getting it all at once and being thrust into the spotlight and popularity. I think that uh, we said that it's a very true to life school experience. So waning between different friend groups and, you know, when a more older girl takes notice in you and and you become a bit blindsided by that I, I can absolutely understand being pulled between the two different worlds but as as you really articulated so well him finally realizing that Gwen had been so awful to Layla and like he does have a backbone in the spine whereas I think in a different movie you would have that character not be, still stand up for his friends I think if it was a tv series or some other we would see that they would continue to be pushed over so I think that he brings a lot of sweetness and sincerity to to the role, which I find really uh, wonderful as well. So absolutely. No, 100%. Uh, Kind of to piggyback off what you're saying, I think in like another movie, like I think what could happen is he ends up hurting Layla and then he sort of realizes, which, which would be fine, but I think it's a really unique choice to be like, no, he sees someone hurt Layla and you see that, oh, he may have been a little blinded by things, but he never lost himself to the core. Like, Will was always still there, and I think that is really, really good. We've, we've talked a lot about Layla as well, but I, I definitely find her an interesting character. Uh, I, sometimes I find the I'm in love with my best friend, boy, girl, next door trope a little played out. This reminds me so much of Eric and Donna from that 70s show. Like, I can't unsee that just a little bit. <laughs> So I like her more when she's not being so defined by Will, if that makes sense. So in the scenes where she's talking about um, when they, I really like that scene when they're on the rooftop and she's giving him the speech like, so what if you don't have your powers when life gives you lemons, make apple juice, that scene, because she's like, I'm just not really into labels. And it's great when she's, she's got good morals to stand on. And I like seeing that character, especially in a teen film, because I do think that is important. No, 100%. I think, yeah, I think, I, I think when Layla, Layla just has really strong principles and I think that's what makes her such like a cool character is like, look, I'm never going to lose who I am. I know what I can do, but I want to be a good person and I'm not going to let someone else define me. And I think that's, that I, I think that's a really great character trope or character type. Yeah. We touched on it earlier, but the teaching staff in this film Oh, oh, just such okay. a fun backbone to it. Who stands out to you from the teaching faculty? Uh, Bruce Campbell as Coach <laughs> Boomer. Perfect. Just like <laughs> perfect casting of just hero sidekick. Just when 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 the kid turns into a ball, sidekick. <laughs> uh, when the the transforming when 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 they're when the kid transforms into a uh, boomer and he's like hero. And a handsome one at that. Like, Bruce Campbell is such a fun, like, like he feels like a cartoon character in a way with how over the top he is and everything. Like, when the guy spits, it's like, super spit, sidekick, uh, acid spit, hero. Like, (laughs) (laughs) 
he's he's having fun with it and that's just so it makes fun. it fun for us coach Bruma, try gym teacher man, <laughs> teacher man. <laughs> but that scene is great when he's like he's so skeptical of people's like oh carl little larry big larry, like, larry. It's, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great a not even like an army of guinea pigs. Sidekick. <laughs> and just having him like peppered throughout the film, as you said, that he's like in the state citizen scene and he's with um, Mr. Medulla later with the, what if I told you it's her evil twin? <laughs> it's great. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Mr. Medulla is another one. As you really touched on it, this, the faculty tend to be quite cartoony. They tend to play more into the tropes of what we see. So to have the mad scientist trope there's yeah. quite fun. Literally have like his brain like stretched out to like <laughs> really accentuate like no medulla is amazing. Like this isn't one of my favorite quotes, but I think one of the most memorable quotes of this movie is oh and uh Commander, I regret to say but I have made boom boom is just <laughs> it's a very funny out. joke. Yes. <laughs> But uh, oh, um, Linda Carter as Perfect uh, Powers, yeah. Comets Away, did not understand it as a kid, but when as when you go back as an adult and you know your history, mm. it's like, oh, that, that's wonderful. That's a yeah. lovely touch right there. But um, for me, the standout's got to be Dave Foley. That's just Dave that Foley's comedic so cause. When um, it's Warren and, is, and um, Will in the cafeteria scene and Layla goes, Mr. Boy, do something. Throws his drink down. Puts up a palace. <laughs> I just the fact that he knows his place and knows his capabilities <laughs> so much is just really, really funny, and it, it provides a ton of a, a ton of comedic moments. Dave Foley's comedic timing in this is just so well. Oh, as you said, like yeah. throwing the drink down, or even um. When he's this, that's when I was uh, the psychic for the commandos, all American boy. Uh, Will, oh, you know, you know the commander, yes, I do. Will Stronghold, Steve's son, like just the, the crack in the voice yep. is what really sells it. And like, you can just see, does, does he ever talk about me? Oh, and, and your oh. mom is Josie, like it's, yep. it brings so much backstory with, with just tone of voice, no, 100%. And like, like growing up and realizing, like, oh, Mr. Boy, one hundred percent was in love with Josie. Like, yeah. is like, no, that's that that is really funny. And Dave Foley just kills this when when um when Will's leaving the sidekick class for the first time. He's like, well, if you want to come back, he just jumps out and he's in his sidekick <laughs> uniform. We'll always be here. It is it's so funny? So do a little action on the side or something like that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other characters we haven't touched on that you st that stand out to you? Uh, the big one is Ron Wilson. I love Bus Ron driver. Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> I I think having this guy that just, they set up just someone that just does not have powers really, like, helps this world in a way to say, like, yeah, you know, some people, Will isn't the only one that doesn't have uh, powers, just Ron Wilson, bus driver. And just, just the joke of his door getting broken and just, sorry, every time. <laughs> That's another scene that really hooked me into the film when I first watched it. It's like, next up, Sky High. Sky High. And the bus changes. Mm, and everyone's screaming. Music hits. Uh, everyone's screaming. And I'm like, what am I watching here? Like, I, no, I feel that 
could happen if you were a freshman and that's what happened in the bus. You would just be like screaming, what is going on <laughs> into the sky? Oh, because you go off the cliff first. You go off the wrong yeah, way. Go off the ramp, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then you were in the school in the clouds. If you didn't know that's what was happening, that would be amazing and literally sky high. So Ron Wilson bus driver, I think is great. And then you get to see Will standing up for him against Lash and Speed. So you still get to get some of those good hero dynamics. And then, of course, at the end in his comic book thing, you fell in a that of toxic waste. Finally got his powers. Let's go. <laughs> Listen well, all of you. Okay, so what's some of the quotes that stand out to you? Oh, hands down, the quote that makes me laugh the hardest is Tell mom I'm taking away your Xbox. That's my quote too. Yes! <laughs> Tell mom I'm taking away your Xbox, but I don't have an Xbox. Have an Xbox. Boom! It just catches one. You sure? Perfection. Just like when one parent is so disappointed in you, the other is just like secretly proud but doesn't want to make the other one mad. I think it's just captured so, so well there. And I think that is just perfect that like not only is he so happy, he literally went out and got a, a game console to celebrate. Like, let's go. <laughs> this is the quote. I said, my cousin recommended me to the film and this was like an ongoing joke. Like, tell your mm. mama to buy your Xbox. Like, <laughs> so, and even now, that's something like, if I'm yelling at someone, like, I'm going to take away your Xbox. Like, that's something that's just permeated real life from not really a famous quote, but I just, as you very well articulated, it's it's the sentiment behind it all that just makes it so funny. And Kurt Russell acting it out. So what is it? Um, uh, Tell your mom I read you the riot act and that I took away your Xbox. Yep. I don't have an Xbox. You sure? And the For way sure? he just spins the chair. So... <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, are there any other quotes that stand out to you? Yeah, um, another big one is after um, the villains have been defeated and uh, Royal Pain, Lashby, Penny, and uh, Jim Rash, I forget uh, his character's name, but when they're just in the um, solitary confinement and Gwen just said, I went through puberty twice for this is just perfect. <laughs> That's so encapsulates like the film because as we said, it's like teens, it's superheroes, it's going through that change of life with superpowers would be really difficult, let alone doing it twice. Yeah, you have to do it twice. <laughs> Another one I mentioned before was um, all I wanted was for my son to feel like it was to save the world once. I think that sums up a lot of, yeah, parental pressure right there. No, I would totally agree. Sentiment and whatnot. So I think that's a good one. Um, mm. Zack Attack. I call dibs on Zack Attack. Yeah. <laughs> it just cracks me up. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, when uh, when when Ethan and Zack are volunteering Will to um to do Save the Citizen, and Ethan's like, and Ethan's like, yo, Will's gonna beat you guys to save the citizen. Yeah, and if and if he doesn't, then you get to dunk Ethan's head in the toilet for a week. Yeah. Wait, what? It's just so funny. <laughs> And the thought, Will, the dunking must stop. <laughs> like, yes, the seriousness the that he says must it. stop. <laughs> <laughs> Another great one we talked about before, um, when when Layla comes sits at Warren's table. So then I love Magenta. We didn't talk about her much. She doesn't have a lot, but I like that characteristic, like that very angsty teen girl. She just comes in. Oh, I Did I say this was okay? Uh-huh. And just sits there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and keeps going with her conversation. But Will and Ethan come up. 
oh, if if Warren's not here, is this still the is still the bad guys table? Like I love that. <laughs> is this still the cool kids table? That that rings so true to high school experience. No, for real. <laughs> Any other standout quotes? Uh, it's not the most yeah. quotey film. It's got a lot of good scenes, but there's not a lot I'm walking away from with like standout quotes. No, yeah, one hundred percent. Um. I have one, but it kind of ties into um, the villain, so I'm gonna, yeah, so, so I'll say that. Yeah. One song. I have put one song. Uh, let's touch on the soundtrack and score. Great soundtrack. So mid-2000s. That is my jam. That is where I live in that pop-punk heaven. So, of course, I love the Bowling for Soup I Met With You cover. That is on my Spotify. I play that a lot. I think it's amazing. What are some standouts to you? No, yeah, I just love how, like, you have all these awesome 80s songs, but they're, like, covered by, like, cool, like, mid-2000s band. Uh, yeah, Melt With You is great. I think my favorite is uh, We're Through Being Cool. Like, that yeah. whole montage, you're seeing them in sidekick support, them just hitting the zip line, doing the, like, costume change, and just yeah. We're Through Being Cool is just Sweet so, so much so fun. Um, yeah. Um, uh, just the, the, the funny callback to seeing the creepy guy that got frozen and just magenta just tapping on him and just that's, that, that scene will always be encapsulated, encapsulated by that song. And that's probably my favorite like musical moment of the movie. The other one I quite think is well matched to the film is, um, everybody wants to rule the world. Starting yeah. the film. I think that's so clever. That's not a song I've always been very drawn to. It's not one like I'll listen to just off the cuff, but when I see it in a TV or movie and it's used very well like this, how clever, because you're talking about superheroes and it's that scene of Will in the morning trying to like bulk up and wants his powers and wants to contribute to the world and wants to have his moment and time to shine. I think it's a, it's got that really beautiful intro, like the do 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 Like I think that's a nice start to a film. So I think that's well-placed. No, yeah, and it, it juxtaposed, like, the opening narration because everything seems mm. so grand and you're seeing the commander in the jet stream and they're just super, super, like, these are, like, the pinnacle of, like, what people can be and then just kind of takes it back down because you see Will and, oh, he's just a normal high school kid just trying to be stronger and I, I think that's really, really cool. Brings it back to real life, absolutely. No, 100%. What are your thoughts on the score? Because this is Giacchino, isn't it? I saw that in the credits, didn't I? Yeah, no, like, when Get I... out! <laughs> yeah, no, I, Giacchino is someone, like, I did not know how long he has been with me, like, uh, when I, I didn't really start re recognizing composers, minus John Williams, until, like, I was maybe, like, 17 or 18, and just going back and be like, man, Giacchino, like, he, he killed this score, like, it's awesome, just, like, the hero placement scene, the, the, the finale with, uh, Will fighting Royal Pain, like, I, I think this is a great, great score. The one that stood out to me the most is I really like, I'm a sucker for swelling violins. I'm going to say that on nearly every podcast. Oh, got it. <laughs> swelling violins is my jam. So there's that moment where um, Will and his dad are having the serious talks in the secret sanctum and whatnot. And the way that uh, G. Kerner is putting that score of the violins behind them, just to just to touch on it, I think it's yeah, beautifully mm. well done. But absolutely, I agree. Like, that is not... And I didn't, it's not a name I associated with this film forever. So when I saw that pop up, I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> his name, he's got that mid-2000 superheroes down. <laughs> it's like 
like when you go back and rewatch the cat in the hat and you're like, oh, the guy who shot Birdman and the Revenant shot this movie. Yes. Uh, to anyone at home, don't rewatch the cat in the hat. Don't. <laughs> Stay away. Stay away. This is your badness level. We've danced around her a little bit. Let's talk about her. How evil is the villain? What are your thoughts on Royal Payne slash Gwen played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead just kills this character in every fashion. Like, you can see of all the teen actors or the actors that play teenagers in this movie, there's a reason why she went on to have the biggest career. And I think because she she plays the she plays the clicky popular girl to the actually okay, I'm I'm gonna start. She plays the she she plays the popular but like, oh she seems nice girl to the Oh, super clicky popular girl that secretly has nefarious means to just the full out, like, I'm a straight up super villain. I'm here to take down the world. Don't mess with me. Just, and she does every single um, version of that character super, super well. Absolutely. You, you touched on her purpose. She's got phases. She goes through phases oh, yeah. of her character. And there's always little moments that she drops that make it that little foreshadowing twist. So even when um, you like Mingos. I've never actually seen Mean Girls, and okay. Taylor has been getting on me about that for so long. I gotta remedy that. Definitely, because there's definitely that mid two thousands moment where, like, even I've had it in real life, where it's like, "Oh, I like your skirt." When like you don't really like someone's skirt, but you just like complimenting them a little bit to make them like you, to make them you seem like you're being a nice person right now, and you most definitely are not being a nice person. Mm. So. I, I like that they have those rings of truth in it throughout. And as you said, like then when she is sort of gets her claws and will a little bit, you can see that change really when she's starting to push him away from his friends, that change in personality there. And then even when um she comes over for dinner for with the strongholds and she's telling stories and whatnot and they're looking through the yearbooks, they mm. touch on Sue Tenney. And I'm watching I'm watching Mary Elizabeth instead. And I'm like, I would have liked just one little facial change of something when that happened just to be like everything's not okay because she plays it as if like she's just listening like normal. yeah no that I would is have liked just one thing yeah yeah that definitely would have been a little better on rewatch because like you think like she cannot be like fully stone cold at that scene like she gotta think like oh they're about to recognize me so yeah but you're that that is a very good point i think that would have made the movie better a facial twitch, a side eye mm. glance, just this minutest thing, because I do think it is a great twist villain, especially when you get that foreshadowing of um, Jetstream and the commander, their first team up was to take down Royal Pain. So there's yeah. no way I would have thought Royal Pain would have been Gwen because the ages didn't match up. So when they reveal it was the pacifier and she's aged down and come back, I think that's, I think that's a cool twist, actually. I think that's a well-written, developed twist. No, yeah, I, I I think that's an awesome twist. At the time, I had no, I didn't see it coming. Uh, my seven-year-old brain, uh, it moved past me. Uh, when you're seeing the flashbacks, like the commander, I had no idea Royal Payne was a girl. Um, so that was shocking. Um, really a Samus Aran to you, if you will. But yeah, um, my, 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 my favorite scene with Gwen, though, and maybe one of my favorite line readings is, is at the end of the party, it's when Will is finally fed up with Gwen and just the the nice, like, fake niceness, like, finally drops on Gwen and she's like, you do not dump me. 
I do not get dumped is perfect, and you, and you're finally seeing her for who she really is. As, well, you just did. Yeah, you dumped is. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> but oh yeah, absolutely, and this is definitely like the introduction to Mary Lou Winstead for me. Yeah. I'm sure it was as you. And then, you, of course, you go on to see like Scott Pilgrim and everything else. But this one, I do really like the characteristics she plays. Um, even the plan of like um, sending that monster at the start of the film to be the camera later in the secret sanctum and the way that everything's set up and when she coaxes Will like, oh, I just wish we had somewhere quiet to talk. And you see Speed and Lash and Penny, everyone in the background. I didn't notice that until rewatches of yep. speed, like, coming in and taking the pacifier and whatnot, and oh, how yeah. set up it all is. Like, it's fantastic. What do you think mm -hmm. about her grand plan? No, like, when you think of her grand plan, it's kind of nefarious. Like, like taking, like, getting all these heroes into this one spot, making them all babies, um, hopefully training the ones that are willing to be trained, who knows what she's going to do to the ones that aren't their babies? It's kind of dark, and I don't want to think about it too much, but, like, it's it's an evil plan, and, like, it seems to have been working if it wasn't for the fact that a, she wasn't able to get um, Will, Ethan Warren, Layla, Magenta, and Zach, so good Magenta on her. Magenta saves the day. Yeah, like, Magenta, let's be real. Magenta no, 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 at the end. <laughs> Look at those little legs. Like, <laughs> As fast she can, just trying to break that wire. I'm so good. And then I really love the wrap up at the end of the film when it goes back to that comic. So, oh, you might know the line better than I do. Um, my enemy became my best friend. My girlfriend became my enemy, and my best friend became my girlfriend. It's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's arch enemy. You you. You got it, you got it, you got it. It's somewhere, yeah. but I think that's that's cute and it yeah. ends with the comic book, so but, hey. I really like But hey, that's high school. <laughs> I stop the world when I'm with you. So good. Practically perfect in every way. Uh, Payson, is there anything in the film we haven't touched on that you would like to bring up? Ooh, anything we haven't touched on. Um... You know, it's really funny, like, it's a very, very small element, and, like, he doesn't have the most amount of scenes, but, like, as someone who's watching Community for the first time, yeah. it's so fun seeing Jim Rash as, like, the villain sidekick being, like, this jester. Just the uncle, uncle, uncle is always something that will be just, like, etched into my brain. And then the other line of, Daddy's little girl is just... <laughs> He's so weirdly creepy, and it's such a weird performance that I just love. Um, Sky High is unfortunately not in fandom anymore because we asked they asked so many questions, but the one question that we all wish they would have asked was, who plays um, Royal Payne's father in Sky High? So Jim Rash would be an answer. I also like when um, Will drops Gwen off at the door and he opens the door and it's like, and he's yep. not the boy with six arms, are you? <laughs> so, <funny. laughs> so having that, that different dynamics in that performance, like seeing him a bit straight and then seeing him play so off the chain. Yeah, very yep. good. Uh, Cloris Leachman is someone else, like I couldn't believe yeah. was in the film, like as the nurse, mm. so good um, with the x-ray powers. Like it's just those little small touches that really round out the high school. Like of course your nurse would be someone with x-ray vision. It just makes a lot of sense. So just adding that grounding element to the school. 
you know, yeah, and you just see how, like, it seems how seriously they wanted to take this movie. And, like, mm. they didn't try to, like, be lazy with it in any way. Um, and, yeah, I just, I just really, really... Some of my favorite types of movies are where they're for, like, all ages. Like, they're trying to appeal to a universal audience, but they're... But the effort is still there. And I think that is something that really... Uh, that that is how I would describe this movie. Where yeah, it's it's for all families and it's for everyone, but they're not like being lazy with any of the details. Like they're really trying to create like a unique movie and a unique world, and that is something that I absolutely love. Oh, I could not sum it up better myself, Payson. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're wonderful to have on. Thank you so much, Kelly. Yeah, this was this was so much fun. I'm so happy we got to talk about Sky High. Brilliant, and we will see you all next time. And when you come to the end, <laughs> stop! Thank you for joining me on this episode of Doing Disney. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Doing Disney Podcast and Twitter at Doing Disney Pod. 